Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back to our first episode of our second season of You Got This. And as we had said before, this season is completely devoted to discovery. Discovery of who God is. Discovery of the Creator. And we're going to start in Genesis as uh, He created the man, uh, created the world. He done it all. He, there's no way to describe the majestic tranquility of planet Earth. And as He created man in His own image. As you remember, everybody themselves has their own DNA. There's millions of people in this world, and we all have our separate DNA, including different fingerprints. Every person has a different type of fingerprint. Not one fingerprint or not one DNA is the same. You just got to remember that God in his infinite wisdom created everything. He discovered everything. He created created everything in this world. Just like zebras, they had different stripes. Now, one stripe is the same. Animals are all different. So how do you explain it except for there is there there has to be a God. There is a God. Yes, welcome back. Um, we're so glad that we can be back with you. And thank you for our faithful followers that have uh, really stuck with us through this. We've had a lot going on from looking for a new place, from moving. And then, yeah, December, everything hit, and we were under the weather for quite a lot. And so we've just had a lot going on, but we're so glad to be starting off this new season. And this season, it like Donnie said, is a season of discovery. So we're going to have many topics on discovery, discovering what's got you stuck, what has held you back, uh, discovering that maybe you know what it is, but keeping you from letting go. So we're going to have so many topics of discovery that, you, um, that can help you. You know, the Bible says in Genesis that God said, he said, he spoke. So do you know what? If you read in the first chapter of John, it says um, that Jesus was the word and the word became flesh. So guess what? That was Jesus. Jesus is the word, the spoken word. Jesus created the world. And if you read um, in Colossians, it speaks of the same thing. And so he is the one who created the world. He is the one. He's the word. He is the word that became flesh and who dwelt among us, who walked among us. And as you read in Genesis, it said, let us make man in our image. That's the Trinity. So the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit were always there. Our bodies are designed so intricately that every part has to fit together. From our nerve endings, right, to our brain and the way it works and how it helps to move every part of our body to, uh, you know, every other part of our body, our heart and our lungs, even our liver and our kidneys. Okay, the parts of our body that help, you know, discreet, get all the waste out and all the toxins, our spleen. There has to be a God who can put us all together like that. And just like out of our own body in our life, God has to weed out the negative in us. 
he has to weed out all that negative so there's room for the the holy spirit the fruit of the holy spirit to grow he says in genesis chapter 8 for as long as the earth shall endure there shall be seed time and harvest so as we become less as we allow god to open our eyes to the things we need to get rid of and we humble ourselves and get rid of them humble ourselves and repent the fruit of the spirit can grow more of god less of us i don't know about you but i need that otherwise then my life would be a mess i think all of our lives would be a mess we spent so much time as mankind doubting the, the existence of our savior lord jesus christ why aren't we developing our time to uh, believe in what we already know that there is a lord jesus christ i, I don't get that and um we are quickly to say in swear words, GED. Why? If there's no God, then that word God shouldn't exist. Where did the word God come from? It came from God himself. Why are we so quick to blame God for everything, but not give credits when uh, things in our life go right? We are so quick to say, well, God did this to me. Well, if God did, if God didn't exist, why are we blaming him for it? Yes, uh, we're forgetting um, Satan, <laughs> Satan. So who rebelled against God but Satan? So it makes sense that Satan is the one to pointing you to blame God. Why? Because God says he is not with me, is against me. So God, so Satan wants you against God because he wants to destroy. John 10, 10 says that he comes to steal, kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. So Satan wants to destroy you. He knows where he's going in the end. He's going to hell. Well, he but guess it. what? He wants to take as many people with him. Hell was never meant for people. That's why we had the Garden of Eden. And they had everything. God had really provided for them. It was flowing and fruitful. And he did. Provide the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And this sometimes this really took me a little bit before I fully understood that. Well, if God didn't want them to have it, why did He put it there? Because it's through our trials that we learn obedience. It's through our trials that we learn to trust God. It's through our trials that we learn where we're weak and where we're strong. What we need help with and where we need to grow. That's why it was put there. But as you learn obedience and as you trust God, guess what? If you read in Genesis, out of the Garden of Eden flows, oh, and I love these, the four rivers. As you're obedient and as you learn to trust God and as you grow, these four, float, four rivers flow. Pishon River. Flowing and increase. The Gishon or the Nile River, a breaking forth, victory, launching. Or the Hedekal River, which is now called the Tigris River, means rapid and swiftly. The Euphrates River, meaning fertile and fruitful. Guess what? As you learn to believe in God, make Him your Savior, learn obedience and, and allow Him to grow you and learn humility, you are going to move. He's going to move you into flowing and increase he's going to break you forth launching into your purpose and your destiny rapidly and swiftly he's going to do this 
and you will become fertile and fruitful. And you still say questioning, well, how do I know that there's a God? Okay, most of you have a cell phone. Take that cell phone out. Where did you get it? You got it from some kind of cell phone manufacturer somewhere, either Apple, um, T-Mobile, Sprint. Uh, you got it from somebody, right? You got it from somebody. And where did they get it? There had to have a creator. The iPhone was created by people within Apple. Guess what? Guess what? That Galaxy phone was created by someone, by Samsung. Someone had to create it. It didn't just appear in your hands. How much more so is the human body? Us, creation, animals, the earth. God said, let there be firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters. He also said, let there be light. He also said, let the earth bring forth grass. The herb that yields its seed and the fruit tree that yields its fruit. He spoke it into existence first. He created that there had to be a creator. We didn't just poof and all of a sudden we were here. To me, that's kind of ignorant. It's more ignorant to believe that we just all of a sudden appeared than to believe there has to be a creator. I, hear, I heard it put once like this and I was um, listening to someone on this. And it made not sense this person was asked to speak somewhere and I'm not going to speak where. And this was really true. Uh, and they were had a whole bunch of people from different beliefs uh, speaking. And they said, I'm going to give you 15 minutes. And they said, well, we're going to call a Christian because they weren't Christian. They were, you know, a lot of, you know, atheists that were putting this on. And we're going to give you 15 minutes because I only need two and a board. And so he gets up on the stage with this guy who didn't believe. And he drew a big old circle on that board. And he asked him, okay, you're a professor, right? So you're pretty knowledgeable. Well, in this big old circle that he drew, imagine this is all the knowledge in the universe. Okay, please draw me. And he asked the man, please draw me where, uh, what you think is all the knowledge that you have. And it was just a tiny little circle because he was comparing that to all the knowledge in the universe. And he goes, okay, if this is all your knowledge and there's all this other knowledge left, what if God exists outside that? Mm -hmm. That's a very good point. And I just love how atheists always, uh, always go back to the Big Bang Theory. There had to be something here. Uh, and the Big Bang Theory, honestly, I'll tell any scholar right to their face, they're full of crap. Because they talking about explosion. Well, what caused the explosion? Don't give me this proton-neutron nonsense. Okay? Because proton and neutron are forms of electricity. Where did electricity come from? A distant manufacturer of thin air. So a, that Big Bang Theory is nothing but a full of crap. When God said, let there be light, light happened. That's all there is to it. We spend too much time in this world denying what exists. It takes more effort, more energy to deny something that's true versus believing something that's fake. 
you always come up, you have to always come up with lies. That takes more energy than just to believe that there is a Jesus Christ. Look at the calendar system, A.D., after the death and B.C., before Christ. That's been separated since time began, the calendar. And the fact that atheists always goes back and say those famous swear words I just got to saying before. A G.D. Well, if they didn't believe in God, God shouldn't even be in their vocabulary in the first place. That's all it is to it. Yes. And, you know, to have the Big Bang Theory, there had to be something there to start with. That's exactly. To have the Big Bang. Electricity, exactly. There had to be something. There had to be some kind of form of something there to collide against to explode. Where'd that come from? So there had to be something. There always had to be something to start with. So we're going to take a break and we're going to play some music for you. And then we're going to come back and we're going to finish talking about God as he, it began in Discovery. the Garden of Eden. Discovery of God. Discovery. So we'll be right back right after this. And please, I hope you enjoyed this song from Jackie Velasquez, Praise the King. I think that uh, song pretty fits pretty much with our discussion of who God is. So we'll be right back right after this. There's a reason why the curse of sin is broken. There's a reason why the darkness runs from light. There's a reason why we stand here now forgiven Jesus is alive There's a reason why we are not overtaken There's a reason why we sing on through the night There's a reason why our hope remains eternal Jesus is alive. Praise the King. He is risen. Praise the King. He's alive. Praise the King. Death's defeated. Hallelujah. He's alive.
I hope you enjoyed that song from Jackie Blessed. It's called Praise the King. And again, we're talking about the discovery of God. Who is God? If you don't know, he's supposed to be your Lord and Savior. You're supposed to worship him because he deserves all of our worshipness. Because he, he created us. All we've got to remember that he created us and sent his son, Jesus, to die for us. And I don't know how much more convincing because the Bible has been around since communication has been around. And this is the oldest form of communication that there is to my almighty Bible. This is proof that God exists. But people always say, oh, why do you believe something like that? Because it, we weren't back in those days. Why do we need proof? Well, that's why we call it faith. If you don't have faith in God, what's your faith in? Computers. They're going to crash one day. I mean, the only person we have to count on is God himself. It's about time we start paying attention to what God is telling us. Yes, and our faith is grown through our trials. You know, in the Garden of Eden, God had trees of fruit that they said they, they had everything they needed. They were well supplied. And God also put the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I always kind of wondered about that. And then I discovered that you learn from your trials. You learn humility. You learn perseverance. You learn obedience and your faith grows. You learn where you're weak and where you're strong, what you still need to work on. But Satan tempted them. Remember we said Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy? He starts by creating doubt. Well, did he really say that? That's where you have to know your God and your Savior because the Holy Spirit's going to tell you inside the truth. And he's going to let you know when to back away. And when to say, get thee behind me, Satan. He's going to tell you the truth. He won't let you fight the enemy on your own. 
We try to do that on our own. We leave God out of it. Take God with you everywhere. Because he said he will watch you. In Psalm 121, he says, I will watch over your coming and your going both now and forevermore. And he says this in several places in the Bible, that I will never leave you or forsake you. And another place it says, I will never fail you or forsake you. And he is such a God of mercy. But you know what they did? They fell for it. And they ate of the tree of not, the not. Because see, God doesn't want you to know evil. That's it. And he doesn't want you to know it. And he doesn't tempt you. He allows us to go through these trials to teach us, to grow us. Because it says in, in Hebrews chapter 12 that everyone has to follow... It followed discipline and correction. We all need that. Our babies aren't born knowing from right from wrong. Parents have to teach them. So this is one way that God was trying to teach obedience to Adam and Eve. All they had to do was obey what he said. They were the ones. that They had a choice. He gave us free will. In the garden is when, when he made man. He gave us dominion. That's when he gave us free will. But guess what? Even though they tried to hide, you know, secrets are for when you've done something wrong that you don't want to know any about. If, if it's the truth and you don't have, and you're not ashamed of it, why do you hide it? You don't. It's always when you've done something wrong that you want to hide it. And you want to try to fix it yourself, which always ends up in disaster. Hey, Abraham and Sarah, when God promised them a son, Sarah decided to take it into her own hands and give her husband Abraham, her maidservant. How stupid was that? Come on, ruin it for the rest of us women. No, don't take matters into your own hands. It's when you hide and when you have secrecy, that's covering up sin, that's trying to cover up your disobedience and it just buries it. doesn't make it go away. It's still there. But guess what? Jesus was foreshadowed in the Garden of Eden. Go back and read chapter 3, verse 21, where it said, God made tunics of skin and covered them. See, God didn't yell at them. He asked them, where are you? It's not that he didn't know where he was because he's omnipresent. He knew, he knew right where they were. And he knew right what they were wearing. It was he wanted them to know it. Hey, that's the first sign of counseling right there is when it, you discover yourself, which is what the season is all about discovering God, discovering yourself, and we're going to have so many more topics like this. So Jesus was foreshadowed in the Garden of Eden because to get that tunic of skin, an animal bloodshed had to be sacrificed to cover their sin and their disobedience. How awesome was that? Jesus was in the Garden of Eden, the foreshadowing. God said, let us make man in our image. So the Trinity was always there. Jesus, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And guess what? As Jesus spoke and it came to be, and Jesus was the Word, it says in Colossians 2, let me find that verse for you. Bear with me in just a second. Okay, Colossians 2, verse 9 and 10. For in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in Him, who is the head of all principality and power. Isn't that awesome? The fullness of God dwells in Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ in us, we have him. We should be speaking to our circumstances, not letting it bury us. 
we can speak it with the power of God that spoke and the world came into existence. We have that same power in us if we're a child of God. Speak to your circumstance. Speak it. You have it. The power of life and death are in the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. What are you going to eat? Blessings? You're going to eat your promises? Or you're going to eat the, the, the words of I never or I won't. Well, if you keep saying that, you won't. That's Proverbs 18.21. Speak over your circumstances. That's exactly right, people. So when are we going to just give God his His due? When are we going to give him the praise and the glory that he so deserves? He doesn't ask us for much. Just acknowledge that he's alive, that he exists, that Jesus Christ was on this earth for, to save us from our sins. Why is it so hard for us to accept that fact? Why is it so hard for us to believe that he walked this earth to save us? Why is it so hard for us to believe his disciples who were there, who wrote these awesome books? Why is it so hard for us to believe? Simple. We don't see it in our own eyes. That's why. Mankind is always quick to believe something that they can see, but they never believe what they can't see. Well, guess what? We can't see air. We can't see molecules unless we have a magnifying glass or, or a microscope. Microscope, But somebody had to create that microscope, microscope for a reason. Well, just like God created us, he created Jesus for a reason. Well, why are we so hard to believe it? Or that goes back to my all-time favorite verse. Guess what that verse is, people? Second Corinthians 5, 7, 4. We walk by faith and not by sight. You see, he's even telling us we have to walk by faith in the Bible. He's telling us that. And yet, we still can't do it. We choose not to do it. Well, I think it's about time we start following by, by God's example and just letting him lead the way. And that's about it. And I hope you've enjoyed this. And we would love to hear from you. So if you have a topic of discovery you would want us to talk about, why don't you drop us a line? Our email is info at yournewlifeministries.org or you can visit the contact us page on our website, yournewlifeministries.org and check out our website. Check out Donnie's um, podcast, Straight Talk for Men, Straight In Your Face Truth. Hey, man, you won't want to miss that. And I have two new books coming out. They're about to be released. Um, one hopefully in the next week and another one coming up shortly. Two new children's books. Uh, they're part of the Tim and Joe Ray series. So you won't want to miss this. This is book five and six. It is Blowing in the Wind where the children go on an adventure and they're asking how can God's spirit be everywhere? And then the Next one, Summer on Grandma's Farm. Hey, parents, do you have a hard time explaining the Trinity to your children? Then when this comes out, you will not want to miss this book. It's called Summer on Grandma's Farm. Be looking for it because this tells while they're on Grandma's Farm having a good time, um, an easy way to explain the Trinity to your children. That's right. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Your New Life Ministries and our website, yournewlifeministries.org, and our Facebook page, Your New Life Ministries LLC. And don't forget uh, when you uh, don't forget also to remember, you know you got this when you let God lead the way. Talk at you later, people. Bye bye.